This is reporter Jillian Farmer, and today on New Project Media's Interconnections podcast, we have Tom Falgren, who is currently the Principal Generation Advisor for Public Service Company of New Mexico, or PNM. Previously, Tom was the Vice President of Generation for PNM, and he has over 38 years in the generation industry. Tom, thank you for joining us. I well, appreciate the time that you spend with us, yes. And to just jump right in, uh, can you tell me about the effort to replace capacity for the San Juan generating plant? Why is it shutting down? Yes, uh, originally when we identified in our 2017 integrated resource plan, uh, that it'd be more cost effective for customers if we exited our interest in San Juan when the current ownership agreement terminated in 2022. So as we look forward in that 20 year time period, um, it's actually cost savings to move away from uh, fossil fuel uh, to more renewables and battery storage as we um, move forward. Thank you. And uh, what projects have been planned to replace uh, that capacity? Um, Have they come through an RFP? Uh, Yes, we did conduct an RFP before we submitted that plan to the commission. Um, We submitted that plan in July of 2019. Uh, We had conducted an RFP. At that time, PNM had uh, uh, proposed a preferred scenario, which included uh, a 300 megawatt solar, 40 megawatt battery, 50 megawatt solar, 20 megawatt battery, which is a Hickory project. And we had two standalone uh, battery projects, and then we had a pinion gas plant, which was 280 megawatts. Uh, the commission ultimately uh, chose the Aurora project at 300 megawatts and 150 megawatt battery. They chose the Hickoria project as proposed, which was a 50 megawatt solar, 20 megawatt battery. And then they proposed two other projects uh, that were located in the Central Consolidated School District in San Juan County. And those two projects were the San Juan Solar Project, which is a 200 megawatt solar, 100 megawatt battery. And then also a Rock Mount Project, which is 100 megawatt solar, 30 megawatt battery. Thank you. And um, who are the developers for these projects? Yeah, it's it's more of an interesting question. A lot of times there is a, a... developer that puts the project together and then typically they may be sold in the and transferred in the process. So the Aurora project was originally developed by a company called Clanera. Uh, that project has been transferred to uh, DE Shaw Renewables. Uh, and so DE Shaw Renewables is building that project out. The Hickoria project was originally developed by Hikate. And that project has been transferred to an organization called Repsol. Uh, The San Juan Solar Project was originally developed by Photosol. And that project has been transferred to DE Shaw Renewables. Uh, And then the Rock Mount Project was originally developed by 8-Minute Energy. And the DE DE Shaw company is in the process of um, attempting to uh, transfer that project to them at this point. All right. And what is the the status for these projects? Um, have we seen PPAs uh, renegotiated recently? It, yeah, you see that across the industry. Uh, but in this particular case, um, the Aurora project and the Hickoria project 
they will be delayed. So they will they were intended to meet the 2022 peak season for us, for our customers. Uh, they will be delayed until 2023. But we've been able to hold the prices consistent on those, even though they've seen some dramatic increases in the industry and prices. So those two prices remain the same. Uh, the San Juan project will be delayed. Um, it will not meet the 22 and it will not meet the 23 time period, but it is anticipated to meet the 24 time period. And we did in, we did that did result in an increase in those projects around the 20, 25% kind of range um, for those projects, that project to move forward. The Rock Mount project is a little more complicated and requires some interconnection issues, some permitting issues and some land right issues. So we're continuing to work with developers on the ability to move that project forward. Um, so we don't have any details on the specifics of that project if it moves forward. And can you talk about why uh, these projects have been delayed? Yeah, the list is long. I would say uh, it's been somewhat of a perfect storm. Uh, you know, first off, the project approvals for all of these projects were delayed. Um, so that was the out of the gate. We were already in a condition where we had to expedite <clears throat> a lot of the projects. Um, then if you just look at the renewables, uh, you know, um, worldwide, you know, regardless of everything else going on, there has been an increase in the demand for renewables across the globe. And that was already starting to put some stress on the manufacturing of, of renewables, uh, you know, particularly solar panels and batteries, if you would. Um, then if we remember, and I guess we all remember, uh, you know, 2020 COVID, COVID hit, and most of these, particularly solar panels, are manufactured in um, the Asian countries, and, and those countries did have a, a mandatory government shutdown of those manufacturing facilities. So we spent three, four months where there was no production, and again, with the increasing demand, that just put a uh, constraint on it. And then as we're all very much aware, we had worldwide shipping constraints uh, it's also once they're manufactured, delays in bringing those products to um, the United States. Um, and then there were the, the there's a uh, the, the Forced Labor Prevention Act was passed by Congress um, in early 2021, I believe it was. And what that was, and you know, good good policy, but that was making sure we didn't take any. Um, you know, products from the forced labor uh, camps in China. The difficult thing with that is there were, um, you have to prove at the customs border that you have definitive proof that they didn't come from the certain region in China. The difficult thing is you can imagine for solar panels, there's a lot of, a lot of small components that go into it. And the uh, tracking of all of those components from their original origin um, was not well established at the time. So there's just a difficulty in meeting the standards that are required by the customs for those products to move forward. Uh, you know, we've been continuing to work with the customs agents uh, and the documentation for those, some reasonableness. Um, you know, we're moving forward, but there's just been some delays in, the, in that adherence. Um, and then there was uh, concern by some uh, American companies that 
certain companies were drop shipping or shipping Chinese solar panels through their countries. And so there was, uh, you know, appeal to the Commerce Department about expanding the, the tariffs that are the Chinese tariffs to other countries, which then kind of caused a stall on some of the uh, production from those countries until some uncertainty, some certainty in that. And then believe it or not, actually, the Russian-Ukrainian conflict has caused some disruption as well. Um, we do get Russia and Ukraine are a, a big producer of um, both lithium and cobalt, which are primary components in, uh, in batteries today. So a lot of disruption in the industry. A lot of disruption. And so have we seen uh, other projects delayed for the same reason um, in PM's uh, territory? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, yes, I think we've seen the same pressures across our, our region, but, you know, importantly, we've seen the same pressures across, you know, the entire country. Um, so what we're seeing is very consistent. We take, keep in contact with our other peer utilities. And yeah, we're, we're seeing exactly what everybody in the country is seeing. Uh, you mentioned that these projects uh, were on an expedited schedule. Uh, can you talk about how that has played a role in what's going on as well? Yeah, and again, that just speaks to one of the first reasons in the delay. It was a delay in approval. Um, you know, again, we had filed a replacement case in July of 2019. You know, Typically, for a power purchase agreement, that should take six months, maybe an additional three months for just cause. Uh, but ultimately, these projects weren't approved uh, until November, I'm sorry, December of 2020. And what that left is they needed to be online by June of 2022. So that only left 18 months for the projects to be to be constructed. And again, from a developer standpoint, after they get final approval from the commission, then they go out and get equity financing. And then after they've got equity financing, then they go do secure long-term uh, the, the equipment contracts. And so you can see in this whole process from the point that they propose these projects until finally issuing the contracts for the equipment, uh, a lot happened in that time period. And again, just not enough time to complete the construction of those projects given any delays whatsoever. Uh, and in your opinion, um, how long do you believe these industry uh, delays will continue? Yeah, we. Uh, I'm an optimist, but I'm becoming more of a realist, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I had hoped that with COVID, we were getting to the end of it. But I think the realization is we're probably going to experience continued disruption. I'm going to say probably at least another couple of years. Uh, and if you can appreciate it, all that not only just getting us to a new normal um, and i know we all hate that term as well but also then recovering from all the backlog that's been established due to the disruption that we've had um i, I think it's going to take us uh, a couple more years to get back to a stable um uh, market yeah um, and so what are PNM's plans to maneuver these delays? I understand Unit 4 at San Juan is still running to compensate, and PNM has also put out a market RFP uh, to see what else is available. Can you uh, talk about that as well? 
Yeah, we did. Uh, the ownership agreement did agree to extend San Juan Unit 4 from June of this year till September of this year uh, to cover the summer peak. Uh, but San Juan 4 did shut down in September 29th of this year. Um, and there are no plans or no ability to continue to extend that operation. So San Juan 4 is completely shut down and we don't and we don't see it restarting at all. Um, we did go out and procure some market resources uh, for 22 to also help cover uh, some of that deficiency. Um, as we look to 23 now, um, we see about a 450 megawatt uh, deficit. Um, and we've been able to close about 200 of that already through uh, a previous market RFP and then some bilateral discussions. And bilateral, it's just, we, we call our peers in the industry on a regular basis. And if they've got an opportunity for us, you know, we want to discuss those opportunities directly with them. So we've issued another RF, uh, market RFP uh, to see what's available. We should get some results back by the end of November. Um, and we may not solve our complete um, um, needs at that time. But again, we've got some other opportunities we think we'll, we'll develop with some of our peer utilities to try to share some uh, firm capacity with them. So it, it'll likely take into early next year. Uh, but I think we've got some solid plans uh, to move forward. And can you talk about the market RFP uh, that is out? I understand it has been issued. Uh, how many um, megawatts are uh, is that looking for? Yeah, we're looking in that 200, 250 range uh, to see what we can solve the remainder of that deficiency we had. Um, it, you know, it's important too to try to have some diversity. So, you know, we'd like to not take all of that from one location if we don't have to. But um, again, just in that range to solve that overall 450 that we had before. But again, we've solved about half of it already. So, looking to solve the other half of that two to 250 kind of range. And uh, for new projects um, that, you know, get contracted, um, will these projects be online? Uh, you know, by summer 2023 uh, or 2024, or should we expect more delays for new projects as well? Yeah, if we look at the uh, the Aurora project and the Hickoria project, um, we're still anticipating that those projects would be serving customers by peak of 2023. Uh, the San Juan Solar project, as we talked about, that will be delayed again. So, but we do anticipate that project being available by 2024. Uh, and again, the Rock Mount project, we're still in discussion. So that won't meet 23 and may not meet 24 as well. So again, there will be a def deficit in 23 um, that we're again we're solving and but we should be in much better shape by 2024 um, with with yeah closer to meeting our um, less less def deficiency in that uh, and those are my questions is there anything that you would like to add uh no I think it's a uh, you know I think what we would say is, you know, some people will try to pick on this as having the wrong policy. Um, you know, I think the 
Kenan's position is the policy in New Mexico is a strong policy and enviable, I think, of other states. So, so we've got the right long-term goals. We've got us all in the right direction, move in the right direction. Um, so that's not the issue here. The issue is the disruption and the short-term disruptions that we have. So we are committed to still being carbon-free by 2040. We can do that economically. We can do that, uh, keep the system reliable. Um, but again, we're all going to have to continue to work together on what this, particularly the short term, looks like um, in that direction. So you'll see additional filings from us and additional, um, you know, uh, actions as we try to secure the short term, but also move um, towards that long term goal of carbon free. Thank you. And Tom, thank you again for joining me here for NPM's Interconnections podcast. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it.